Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Thank you, praise team. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you again for your constant presence and help in our lives. God, I know today Again, there are many circumstances, many situations that have been brought into this place. But help us to trust the realities of your commitment to your people, to your church. Give us the courage to continue to walk boldly through this life, knowing, knowing, knowing that you are walking with us. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in the final week of no fear and we skipped last week because I felt like I needed to do a Father's Day sermon but this week will end and I want to start by reading a quote from Billy Graham. Billy Graham said, anxiety is the natural result of when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and his will for us. Now, if we have been going through this series on fear, and we've been talking about fear, and I know at its best, fear and anxiety, all it does, Miss Patty, is it distracts us from our relationship with God. And at its worst... Fear and anxiety can be one of the most crippling diseases that takes over our mind and plunges our thoughts into complete darkness. Now, many of us, we have dealt with panic, we've dealt with anxiety, we've dealt with fear, but God wants so much more for His church. He wants for us to walk through life free of fear, free of worry, free of anxiety. He wants us to enjoy the abundant life that He has given us. Again, Remember I said at the very beginning of this, 365 times in the Bible, the, 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 the phrase fear not appears. That is one for every day of the week. So again, God wants us to understand that every day we can walk through this life free of anxiety, free of fear, and free of panic, free of doubt, free of worry. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, be anxious. For, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now that is Paul's instructions to us. 
But Miss Patty, that scripture and that verse is really good, but our instruction doesn't stop there. That chapter goes on to tell believers what we should actually be focusing on. And Paul tells us not to focus on fear, not to focus on terrorism, not to focus on illness, not to focus on death, not to focus on evil. But he says in verse 8 and 9, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Paul says change your thinking. Don't think about the circumstance. Don't think about the, 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 the diagnosis. Don't think about what the, 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 the doctor says or the banker said or the husband said. Don't focus on that thing. Paul said change your thinking to something that is worthy of praise. Something that is more mind-filling and happy than what you're thinking about. The first step to free ourselves from fear and anxiety is to free our, we have to free our mind. That's what Paul was trying to say right there. Free your mind from thinking about those things. Uh, we have to give our, and the first thing we have to do in order to do that is you have to give your life to Christ. Once you've taken that step, then it's important that we fix our thoughts on things above. We need to think about Jesus. We need to think about the His Word is so full of life. His Word is so full of promises. Just the fact that there is a scripture in there, Dave, that says that He's going to, to, to prepare a place for us should be something to give us happy thoughts about. I'm not going to have to live in this all my life. There's a, there's a place better that I'm going to eventually, but until I get there, I'm going to fix my thoughts on things above. Let me ask you all a question. Do you all really know that Jesus is with you? Everybody is quick to nod their head and say amen. Let me ask that question a little differently. Do you know that Jesus is with you in every situation and every circumstance until the very end? We need to embrace that reality that he is with us till the very, very end. Every circumstance, every situation, every moment we find ourselves in, Christ is with us. He's walking with us. We need to embrace that we have an ever-present Savior, and we need to know that He is always there, and He's always fighting for us. He's always there to battle with us. With that, that gives me a sense of peace for my future. It gives me a sense of peace about right now to know that He is with me. Knowing that. No matter how difficult, no matter how hard it may be, you are not alone this morning in the battle you are fighting, the circumstance you are in, the fear that grips your mind. Christ wants you to know this morning that He is here, He is with you, and He's fighting your battle, and you need to fear not. I pray as we finish up this, this series today that we can move from this series and I hope that I've given you tools and thoughts and a greater understanding of how to deal with fear and the, the, the effects that fear has on our life. So 
we skipped last week. So we've covered a lot of ground in just four weeks. But I want us to know today that you can be victorious in battle because Christ is with you. Christ is with you. Every battle you have against fear, every time anxiety and panic rears its head, those panic attacks, I know they're real. Know that he's with you. The flip side of victory is one that many of us in this room, we've experienced from time to time. We can call it defeat. Other people label it discouragement, whatever you want to incur, whatever you want to say, defeat, discouragement, whatever, it's not victory. And we are victory. We we live in victory. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Either way, we've all dealt with defeat. We've all dealt with discouragement and the realities that we've experienced when we go through those things. Do you know all that does? It slows our growth. When we're walking through those moments of defeat, when we're walking through those moments of discouragement, it just slows our growth. Does that mean we failed and that we're beyond redemption? No. It means we're human. It means that there's times that we've all felt moments of defeat. We've all went through times of discouragement. And because of this, there is a scripture in the Bible that says God sent his one and only son to redeem the world so that through him we may have eternal life. We're human. He knew, Chris, we couldn't get there on our own. There are other times and there's other seasons that we go through, but there's times in our life, Miss Patty, that we experience discouragement. There's times that we, just, we, we, we experience defeat and there's other times and seasons where we feel like we are at the top of the, the mountain when it comes to our faith. And as this journey, this, this, this spiritual growth, it has ebbs and flows. We call them mountaintops and valleys. I don't care where you're at. Jesus is still the same. Whether you're on top of the mountain or in the bottom of the valley, Jesus is with you and Jesus is still the same. I quote this scripture often from this pulpit. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is God and he changes not. He's always with us in this walk, in this journey of life. In fact, he said, you're not alone. I go with you to the very end. Up to this point, we've talked about recognizing fear and giving it back to God through prayer. We've talked about focusing on one day at a time because there's nothing we can do about tomorrow. We just we need to live in today. We've talked about having the spirit of, of self-discipline or sound mind. We start doing that and we become victorious. So what did Paul feel like at times? I think about Paul. How many ever feels like at times you're anything and everything but victorious? That's why Jesus comes in to remind us. Remember Joshua in the promised land? Two weeks ago, we kind of briefly talked about the 12 spies 
that went into the promised land in Numbers chapter 13 and 14. And in the middle of the story, there's a young man by the name of Joshua. Joshua is the chosen to succeed Moses in leadership of God's people. As a matter of fact, Moses has led them out of bondage, but God said, Moses, you can't go any further, so I'm going to allow Joshua to lead them on into the promise. Now, how would that feel? To know that you've wandered around with a bunch of heathens for 40 years and God's going to let somebody else walk them into the promised land. The same land that 40 years ago, Caleb and Joshua said, we can conquer, we can take. But 10 others said, no, they're giants. We can't. And the people believed the lie and not Joshua and Caleb. Look at Joshua chapter 1. I don't have that on there, Connie. But Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am going to get, which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. He told him. He said, Joshua, don't be terrified. Don't have anxiety. Don't have fear. Don't be scared. Don't get discouraged. I am with you. I'm not, matter of fact, he said, not only am I with you, he told him, he said, I'm not going to fail you. God's no respecter of persons, Jim. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you in the middle of your turmoil. If you will stick to God, He will bring you through and He will not fail. Think about that. You have a 100% success rate if you stick it out with God. I'll take those odds. But why don't we? We know this. A few verses later, he says, I've commanded you, be strong and be courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Matter of fact, he went on to say, every place that your foot touches, I'll give you. It's yours. Don't be scared. No fear. Don't be discouraged. I'm not going to fail you. Even Joshua, the son of Nun, he's led the Israelites to safety into the promised land, was reminded by God not to fear. 
the same Joshua that 40 years earlier stood at that very land and said, we can take it, Caleb. God still had to remind him, Patty, not to be fearful, to be strong and be courageous. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to fail you. God had to remind him, Happy. And what does God say to Joshua to encourage him? You're not alone. I'm always with you. Church, you're not alone. He's always with you. Jesus and the disciples in the New Testament, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. At the very end, the very last verse of Matthew's gospel after Jesus has given the disciples a final commission and all this exhortation out of the world, he says this, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. How terrified, Rob, were the disciples They have spent three years with this man very closely. And how terrified they had to be that now he's leaving and we've got to carry this on. How terrified the disciples must have been, Jacob, to think about sharing the good news of Jesus without Jesus. It was like he was always their little, the safety net. Like, if I can't do the miracle, I've got him here. But now they must be scared, fearful, and Jesus says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. How kind of Jesus. How powerful it must have been for the disciples to hear Jesus himself tell them that he would always be with them to the very end. Has his truth changed over the years? Has the end of the age happened yet? No, it hasn't changed. And the end hasn't come yet. So guess what? Jesus is alive and well. And he's with you right now. Wherever you are. In whatever circumstance you are in. So fear not. He's with you. Till the end. 100% success rate. He's not going to fail you. One more point about Jesus. Jesus was always honest with his disciples. Even when they didn't like the truth, Jesus was honest. And always you could count on, this guy's going to give me absolute truth. John chapter 16, verse 32 through 33 says, Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, 
so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Jesus has been arrested and eventually he's going to die and he tells his disciples they're going to be scattered. Many of you are going to go back to your homes. Now what an interesting point that he told them that he'd leave them all alone but that his father God would still be with them. Do you know that the disciples did to Jesus exactly what he promised that he would never do? They left him. They scattered. They saw him at the whipping post. They saw him get arrested. And what do they do? They scatter. They're gone. I don't know this guy. The very one that said he would go to death with him. Cursed him. What a promise. As Jesus also told them in verse 33, he said, Patty, you're going to have trouble in this life. That word trouble means in the Strong's Dictionary, it can be used as affliction, tribulation, oppression, distress, and more generally describes a pressure or a pressing together. So in other words, in this world, Larry, you're going to have pressure. Selena, in this world, you're going to have affliction. In this world, Rob, you're going to have oppression. In this world, Karen, you're going to have distress. And every one of those, I can imagine every one of us can identify with them at some point in our life. But however, real The pressure, however real the pressure is in your life right now, and for whatever reason there's trouble or distress that has come, we celebrate today because Jesus has overcome the world. That's what the Scripture says. Have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage, Patty. I have overcome the world. In fact, when he says, he says, take heart. It's encouragement. Kind of goes back to this exact same thing he told Joshua earlier when he said, hey, don't be discouraged. Be of of courage. Don't be afraid. No fear. No fear. No matter how difficult it gets, Janet, no fear. No matter how impossible, happy, the odds look. No fear. We have a promise from God that is bigger and stronger than any giants that we see on the horizon. We stand with the one who has already overcome the world. You and I, we stand with the one who chooses to stand with us to the very end. Plain if you'll come on to the piano. I want to pray with people.
Paul was a man who understood that in this world you're going to face pressure. Paul was the one that understood I'm going to face opposition. Paul was the one that understood I'm going to face affliction. Paul was the one that understood that in this life I'm going to have oppression. I'm going to face distress. But it was also Paul who went on to say in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 I can I can. I can. You can. Do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There may be pressure there may be affliction there may be persecution there may be oppression there may be distress but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me somebody needs to hear that this morning you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you When I know that the creator of the universe, when I know, Miss Patty, that he is committed, he said, and he's not a man that he should lie, that he said that he would stand with me. Chris, he's going to stand with you. Michael, he's going to stand with you. Dylan, he's going to stand with you through every trial. He's going to stand with you through every season of your life. He's going to stand with you in every affliction. <laughs> when we say it this way, it makes a little bit more sense. Jacob, every season. Every trial, every affliction, literally, Dave, everything you go through in this life, He's going to stand with you. And because of that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen to me. I was one time I was a runt. I promise. And I would walk around. And I was always I shared a story with you all a couple weeks ago about how there's a bully always bullied me around. But I always walked around scared that he was around somewhere. Chris I had a cousin a little older than me a little bigger than me and when he was around 
I walked around a little bit more cocky. I had a little different attitude because I knew if Bully was around, he wasn't going to mess with me because I had somebody standing with me. <laughs> somebody was standing with me. Don't separate yourself from God. Don't separate yourself from the church. When you're going through trials, when there's oppression, when there's affliction, when there's distress, don't leave this place and say, i, I got to work it out. You can't. You can't do it standing alone. You're scared. But when I know, don't even have to look at him. I can feel him. <laughs> He's standing with me. I throw my head up a little bit higher. I walk with a little bit more cockiness because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It has nothing to do with me. It's who's standing with me. Get it. Get it. He's standing with you. Through whatever the medical diagnosis is, He's standing with you. Whatever the checkbook says, He's standing with you. The spouse may have walked out or she may be mad at you, but He's standing with you. The children may be rebelling against you, but He's standing with you. And because of that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. walk with a little bit more confidence, Amanda, because I know who's walking with me. By myself, I'm scared. Fearful. But because I know through every trial, through every season, through everything in my life, He's standing with me. Because of that, it gives me a little spark in my eye. It gives me a little bit more boldness as I move through life because I know He's standing with me. I don't know why I can't get away from this. Some of you need to hear this this morning. He's standing with you. And because of that, you can do all things through Christ. And here's what's amazing. It's not that fear and anxiety and worry and doubt and all those things, they don't just disappear. They're still there. They're still trying to get in. But not today, Satan. I know who's walking with me. I know who's standing with me. And I'm not going to listen to your report. I'm going to listen to the report of the Lord. When you begin to experience that unhealthy fear, know that He's standing with you. Know that He's walking with you. When you start worrying about tomorrow and forgetting about today, 
don't, don't get focused out there. Remember, he's walking with you right now. And if he's with me today, guess what? He's going with me till the end. So that means tomorrow, he's going to be with me. Tuesday, he's going to be with me. Wednesday, he's going to be with me. Thursday, he's going to be with me. Friday, he's going to be with me. Saturday, he's going to be with me. Sunday, he's going to be with me. Put it on repeat. He's going to be with us. We all have the capacity to make fear our constant companion. And I've come to tell you, I know fear will paralyze you. Fear will keep you in misery. It will keep you in brokenness. When the world turns upside down, it's hard to have faith. When all I'm doing is fearing. I think about Joshua. Church, I can't give you the audible voice of God today. He's on the edge of a promise and he gets an audible voice from God. I can't give that to you today. But I can give you the same encouragement that God gave him throughout that whole, that, that whole book of Joshua. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. No fear. I'm with you always. I will not fail you. Let's pray. Bye, my mind. God, when we, we feel so crushed by our worries, lift our minds and help us see the truth. When fear grips us and makes us feel like we cannot move, God, let us know. Free our mind and let us know. Free our heart and let us know that you're standing right with us. God, I know there's people in this room right now that on the inside it feels like turmoil. Calm us. Quieten our soul. Speak words of love over your people right now. Let a peace that surpasses our human understanding encompass this place right now. It's just so sweet. Just so sweet. God, we know you're here. through every trial, through every season, through everything. God, you're standing with us. God, we know that we in your grace are forgiven, we're restored, with all because of your sacrifice. You have set us free. And 
My prayer this morning is for anyone in this, in, in, under this roof, anyone that's watching us right now on live stream, anyone that is dealing with fear and anxiety, God, that right now, in the name of Jesus, you would set us free. you this morning to take a step of faith to trust and believe that Christ is who he says he is and he'll do what he said he'll do the altar is open right now if you're dealing with anxiety if you're dealing with fear I want you to come I said this from the very beginning I don't think I've ever preached a sermon on fear and God laid this this whole series on my heart because we're living in a world of church people who are living in fear and anxiety and God wants you to know he's he's right there he's got your back he's standing with you right now if you want free from fear and anxiety listen don't let pride keep you in your seat don't let what other people think about you keep you in your seat right now God wants to free you from anxiety and fear come come us to stand to our feet. Talena is going to begin to sing this song. And this altar is open right now. First, to anyone who doesn't know Christ, to anyone who feels like they need to recommit their lives to Christ, to anybody that's struggling with fear, panic, anxiety at any level, I don't care if you're 3 or 93. Anxiety needs to leave today. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And lastly, Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com 
on Facebook at facebook.com slash F-O-L-W-C or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.